episode five, we have a new format that we're going through today with my co-host, Joey Bags. It's a me. We're back. Um, we wanted to do like we did in episode one, just Joey and I, no guests this time. And we're going to be doing a new format, like I said, where we're going to go through today. And this is going to be our new intro and what we're going to do in every pod before the guest comes on. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get right into it. Joey, how the hell are you doing? It's the same thing we talked about last week. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> uh, Fig, my new puppy, is very difficult to crate train. She's a pain in my butt. I have a mental breakdown once a day, uh, but things are going good. Yeah, I can't complain. We're uh, bringing the dogs home for Thanksgiving to my parents in San Francisco. So I'm super scared about putting two wiener dogs on a plane, two anxious wiener dogs <laughs> on a plane. <laughs> how, how, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, definitely has been kind of like that up and down feeling with uh, coming back from the Achilles injury. Talk to me about life outside of running. Talk to me about life outside of running. I don't give a shit about your Achilles right now. That's next one. I saw the Hunger Games movie last night. Yes. Very, very good. I need to watch it. It was uh, like the intro to President Snow. Yeah. Uh, and his like early upbringing in the Capitol. So I thoroughly enjoyed that, which I didn't think mm -hmm. I was going to enjoy. I thought it was going to be kind of like a cheesy prequel type thing, but it was actually very dark. And yeah, uh, I mean, the Hunger Games in general is very dark, but uh, this one in particular kind of really felt like it was an adult film. Yeah. And where the mm -hmm. other ones felt like a little bit cheesy. I don't know. Yeah. An adult film, you say? <laughs> a above PG-13 film. I will rebrand it. Our film. <laughs> Is our is our team becoming a movie team? We go back to the theaters. Are we bringing that back instead of streaming? I, I mean, mean, Max has got a Cinemark subscription. He goes like twice, three times right. a month. I uh, we did go to Killers of the Flower Moon. Also, I went with Antonio and Austin, and that was a very very long movie. That was uh, that was that was tough. Yeah, like I I wanted to get up and stretch. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if that was just uh, the stiffness of the Achilles talking mm -hmm. to me or what, but like. That, that was a long film and also an even darker one, but cinematically very, very beautiful, and I love that. Do you prefer the experience of the full movie theater on you versus just watching on the TV that you don't have in your apartment, so it, your computer? <laughs> it all depends on the films 100%. Like, I definitely don't... When there's kind of like a blockbuster type of thing, and I know... Like, kind of this Hunger Games movie is a good example mm -hmm. of it, where it's like, I don't know if I would have went out of my way to even see that movie if it came out on, like, Netflix, whereas... The incentives of seeing it kind of, yeah, whatever. What's the, what's the line, the Cinemark line, where it's like, see the movie exactly how it's meant to be seen. Yes. Like, don't watch it on your 14-inch laptop. <laughs> watch it on this 150-inch. Oppenheimer is in that same category. Yeah, like, I'll never sure. see, I'll never watch Oppenheimer again. Just that, There's that no sound blasting you in your temples from the side was pretty nuts. Yeah, a little too, a little too much. No, it was perfect. I loved every the second. The last of it. scene where he's like, <gasps> yeah, like, and it's like very, very Albert nice. Einstein. <laughs> yeah, Albert Einstein, <laughs> where he realizes that he gave e equals mc squared to Oppenheimer to oh my God. drop the bomb. Right. <laughs> well, that's that's a great update. Thank you, thank you for sharing with the class. Um, how how you now? Let's talk about training. Let's talk about your Achilles. How you doing running wise? Yeah, just yeah. had a nice little uh, nice little procedure done. I did. Sorts. Um, so I got so. For those that haven't been listening, I got PRP injection about seven weeks ago. 
And this is now in the time frame where I'm really supposed to be feeling the healing process and, you know, seeing the benefits of those injections. It's basically the PRP injection is just you take the blood plasma out of your body. They spin it to make the blood really pure. And then they inject it into a part of your body that's really inflamed. And for me, at the end of this season, both of my Achilles were kind of on the brink. And I felt like I really need to do something ahead of this Olympic year to really give myself a clean bill of health and give me the peace of mind and the confidence to know that I did everything to prepare for this year. So it's definitely stalled this whole fall build up. Like I'm still not doing the full double threshold workouts with you guys yet or doing the hill sprints with you guys yet, which is definitely very frustrating. But at the same time for me, I've been able to reestablish my work ethic through this injury. And I've always been really bad typically when I do get injured where I don't have like a ton of motivation to cross train and do all the little things Mm -hmm. where I feel like that is what led to these Achilles problems in the first place. And I think that is for any runner. You, when things are going really good, it's really easy to become complacent and just do what you're doing and think that it's enough. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at the point where I've just developed this. And there's a lot of anxiety that comes with it too, where it's like, I know the clock is ticking that I need to start threshold training in order to be ready for the indoor season and the year as a whole. So definitely developing the attitude of just being my best every single day has gone such a long way for me Mm -hmm. is when I wake up in the morning and there's a thought of like, okay, I want to race in 10 weeks. And I start thinking about what has to be done in those weeks. It can be very daunting. And then peeling it back and having that short-term thinking for me is so healthy for me right now to really just dial in to be your best today and what can you do today to be your best and that is for me right now getting my run done in the morning resting all day as much as possible and then getting in the weight room three times a week doing the really heavy loading the jumping all my rehab stuff to just make those achilles and the calves and everything ironclad again and then doing like an hour typically of cross training on the bike or going to the pool. Mm-hmm. And that's a work ethic I did not have even last year. Right. Which I felt like maybe the 2022 season went so well for me that I felt like I could just keep riding that. And then I, I got into trouble because I just kept riding that. For sure. But yeah. because I've reestablished my work ethic, that's going to persist now when I do start threshold running, like I'm going to jump into some K repeats with you guys tomorrow. Let's go. And, uh, yeah, I'm pumped. And that's something that I know will continue on because now that's just part of my routine and that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, on the flip side, I am totally a last week was quite literally what you were saying when you're just training hard and working hard. It's just like you get complacent. I will say having your gym, in your in the apartment complex yeah, makes it game so changer. much no it makes it so much more difficult to actually go really? to the gym because it's so close that now it's you're like just really spoiled it's so close that it's like <laughs> i'll have time i'll make time for it later because it's a 90 second yeah. walk mm-hmm. and the next thing you know it's 6 p.m yeah the dogs are barking the girlfriend wants to cook <laughs> dinner so it's like well looks like i'm not doing this today right so i kind of faltered a little bit last week with that so i think establishing that consistent routine is so important and it's like really it's really tough in the spring to keep that routine because all of a sudden instead of you know you're prioritizing little things because training doesn't feel as rigorous 
versus in the spring training feels super rigorous. So it's really hard to prioritize those small things, you know? Right. So I think just like the more routine that you have established and the longer you can stretch that out for you, the better you're going to be. It doesn't have to last till the last week, you know, the very last race of the last week, but the longer you can stretch that routine out the way better you're going to be off for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing that I like kick myself for where I'm like, man, I wish I kept up my jumping, my bounding. Mm-hmm. Like I wish I kept up those exercises because like you said, it's easy to get lazy when you are training and the running's going good enough, mm-hmm. you know, right. where you're doing the workouts, you're putting in the miles that getting the weight room and doing those eccentric loads or whatever they may be uh, rehab wise that, you know, those are your weaknesses and to continue to reestablish, Hey, I need to stay on top of that. Yeah can go by the wayside very easily. You're almost like satiating your palate when training is going really well. You're like, I've done all, I've done the training that I've needed to do today versus when you're cross training, you're like, I need to do so many things because swimming's not enough, biking's not enough. Right. Your load eccentrics sometimes even aren't enough, like, but putting that all together does give you that fix, you know? Yeah. So it's really tough. But I mean, you know, sometimes injuries are like the best reset mentally and physically to get you right. not only just like mentally ready to go and like super hungry, but also just like to finally correct those things that have been bugging you. like get them right so it's like you're almost a different runner or an evolved runner yeah so last week i did 60 miles 61 miles i gotta count every mile i can get right now it was my first time running every single day which was very exciting i'm gonna pull up uh final surge right now and go through it very quickly uh so on monday i did eight and a half miles in an hour no strides and then i did a 70 minute bike and lift in the afternoon on tuesday i did this is a very boring week of training uh yours is going to be much more entertaining i did eight and a half miles in 57 minutes a bit quicker and then on wednesday very exciting i did my first little workout where i jumped in with you guys and i also convinced austin on the fly who's also coming back from an injury to jump in and we were doing our photo shoot for the new collection so that was nice to, you know, have that line up where we are shooting and filming right. that yeah. first one back also just gave that like mental kind of stimulus and excitement, which was great. I just did six by 800 when you guys were doing two K's. So I would just jump in and out of your two K's mm-hmm. and basically run a mile within those two K's. And we basically just ran like two thirty fives around that, uh, five fifteen pace around mm-hmm. there. Right. Um, and it felt great, like cardio-wise, it felt really good, and I was really excited about that. And no soreness or anything after. So then I lifted again in the afternoon and then did an hour and 20 minutes on the bike. And the bike stuff is really easy because I just play Catan the whole time. Uh, like, I'll just play, like, one or two games. And I'll just uh, – I didn't think I would be able to play as I'm doing my cross yeah. training. But on the stationary bike, you really can just do the small little clicks. And I can really keep up the rhythm. Yeah. You would think you'd be slowing down when you play because you're like concentrating right. on trading and stuff like yeah. that. But turns you out can you get it done. You can get it done. Your uh, RPMs are just at the at the roof. Yeah. No, my heart no, rate just, just skyrockets when I'm starting to lose and really skyrocket. <laughs> no, I'm when saying I'm when you're in. when you're playing, your RPMs go down because you're not paying yeah, attention yeah, to biking. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's why I didn't do it at first. And when I saw Austin was doing it, because he would send me pictures of the end of his bike with like him losing or winning his yeah. game or whatever. M- mainly Which, losing. Yeah, mainly <laughs> losing, a lot of losing for Austin. Um, he's been bitching to me constantly about how badly he's been losing. I just got back into diamond uh, level today. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Congratulations. About that. Thank you so much. Uh, I had two big wins yesterday. 
so the biking flies by now and it's yeah. very easy to do. Uh, Thursday, another hour, eight miles, did an hour swim sauna in the afternoon to flush my body out. Did not get in the pool as much as I wanted to. Friday, guess what? Another hour, eight miles. Basically just did eight miles every day. An hour uh, a day. And then Friday that afternoon, I saw Dr. Gladney who did my PRP injections and we got him a follow-up. And he basically looked at my Achilles tendons and looked at the health of them. And he said that like the tissue within my Achilles tendon uh, on both sides were like completely new tissue, like fresh tissue. And that was really exciting to hear. Uh, it mainly was just like, my soleus and gastroc and like plantaris, like all the muscles around the Achilles that were still pretty like beat up and scar tissue and like needed some extra work done. Need to get the, for those watching on YouTube, we need to get, these get light back on. <laughs> the motion sensor line. <laughs> um, and then I just ran six miles after I got hydro dissection done, nice. which was to clear up that scar tissue, the fascial. It's basically like really intense dry needling where it's ultrasound guided needle that goes in and basically like breaks up any muscle tissue that's like stuck or whatever it may be. So that was uh, stressful to get. And they yeah. basically like inject this, uh, it's like called like D5. It's like not like a steroid or anything. It's basically just this like lubricant for your muscles. Yeah, um, good, not a steroid. Very exactly, good. yeah. So I got that done and then basically the run on Saturday was just six miles after getting that procedure done yeah. and definitely felt pretty wonky. Uh, and then I did a long run, 12 miles, longest run, hour, 12 miles in an hour and 24 minutes. And that was the longest run I've done so far. And I just did that for my apartment and ran Cottonwood down Jays and then Twin Lakes and back, which was great. Uh, to be able to run that far again, definitely did not enjoy it that much because of the hydro dissection. Mm -hmm. Like I still was feeling like the pains and stuff. So like pressing off and just like didn't feel the way I wanted to. Yeah. So I was like a little discouraged after it because I was expecting just kind of like to feel great after right. that type of treatment, but yeah, totally. need to let the tissue reheal. So that was my week. Six miles is a good week for that. Yeah. No doubles or anything yet. But to get like a workout and a long run in is definitely a huge step from yeah. the week before. And it's easy when you're coming back from an injury is to just constantly be thinking like, oh, what, where you want to be, mm -hmm. of course, where it's like, oh, you want to be doing full this, full that, where it's like two weeks ago, all I wanted to do was to try to run an hour every day. Yeah. And now I'm doing that and then some, so For I definitely sure. can't lose sight of that. That's so big time. Yeah. Give me a rundown of your much more exciting week. Oh gosh. Let me, uh, let me go back to the old final surge in my brain joan gets mad at me for logging but i can probably tell you about every single run that i've done in the past year yeah. that's like my superpower almost. yeah drew can do that too and even with like old videos he can see an old video and be like oh yeah we did six times 600 like if we will i'm like if joan and i wanted to go over training and i didn't have a single like note logged i yeah. could probably if i just saw a map in the splits i could tell you exactly what we did and how i felt yeah my memory yeah. is so bad with that type of stuff like yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Shout out, Joe, like, making me log. That's why you're going to be a great coach one day, you know, because you just have a memory bank of Maybe. workouts in your head. Yeah. All right. So, fun fact for me, I was in Salt Lake City last weekend for my good buddy, Graham McClones. I forgot you went to that. National Club Water Polo Championships. Shout out, Graham. Shout out, Graham. PhD, PhD student at UC San Diego. He's pilot. Pilot. Bachelor. 
No, he's got a girlfriend. Oh, yeah, he's not a single bachelor. Sorry, Ta- Taj is lovely. Shout for out to Taj the, for all the single ladies listening to TikTok Pod. Yeah, uh, Graham's off the market. I'm yeah. so sorry. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I went to Salt Lake City for a couple of days to watch him play. He comes to every single meet that I race. Pretty yeah. much, he came to, and he's um, pumped too. Yeah, and he's psyched. Like yeah. he's been doing that since basically day one of college, which is pretty pretty insane. Um, but I watched him play. He they won. They won the national championship, second year in a row. Wow. They've won the national championship. He was the tournament MVP. What? And probably soon to be named national player of the year. Are you which he also me? won last year. Yeah. Graham's good. Oh my God. He was an all American in college and then played pro for a couple of years in France. I had no idea. Yeah, he's very good. He was at that level. Yeah. Well I thought he was just messing around. Well, he's twenty nine and he's playing against 18 to 22 good. Old, like undergrads good. Good. Know, and a couple of, what's up a couple of eastern european so he's basically like byu runner of water polo he's the byu runner he's he's yeah. he's jared ward in the hotel room before NCAA is my freshman year right. with his baby exactly and then my coach then telling me oh no no you're racing him yeah tomorrow. right and being that's like, not a coach what yeah are you kidding me so yeah <laughs> Every- i wonder if jared remembers that because that was cemented in my yeah memory. yeah <laughs> so uh yeah, it was a great weekend for Graham playing water polo. It was an awful weekend for me running. Um, I just had to run from the hotel off the highway, and that really like yeah. that knocked me out. Two days of watching water polo in a row. So I got back Monday. Tough, tough, yeah. tough to watch water polo. It really wears you out. Like we watched the game before. <laughs> we watched Graham's game. We watched the game after. It was it was tough. It was really yeah. tough. But it was it was great to see him. Did you have fireflies on or what? I did. Yeah, not during the games. No, I put I put my fireflies on also during the movie, and I think that That's definitely clutch. helped. Yeah. I did not bring him to Killers of the Wildflower, so that was Killers of the Perks of the Wallflower. Perks, perks, perks of being a wallflower. Yeah. Can I get to my <laughs> training now? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I got back on Monday morning. This I, podcast is gonna be way too long. <laughs> I, I flew I flew back early Monday morning, and I felt awful. So I ran seven miles at like. 4 p.m. I think just like pretty slow. That's a, that's an Antonio. That's a lazy. Man that's a lazy man. That's a lazy true man. lazy bone run. Yeah. Um, but after that, I felt okay, so I got back in my rhythm. Um, Tuesday we had skills and drills in the morning, so I did nine with some wickets, six by fifty yard wickets. Shout out wickets. Shout out wickets. They're phase two. Wickets are back. back. Phase wickets two. are back. Phase two of my training of my speed development. You think Abdi's ripping wickets? Do you think Abdi and? Uh, he better. Mike Smith, elite boys, or ripping if want, wickets. If he wants to win against me, he better be running wickets. <laughs> he wants to. Shots fired. U.S. 5K champs <laughs> called out. You, you're closing 221 for your last K? How about 219? <laughs> Shout out, Abdi. I love that guy. Um, he is the best. Real quick, I need to tell my Abdi. I, I'm sorry. You're never going to get through this. My Abdi story is just so good. Yeah. I, after one of my absolute bottom race, Drake Relays, yeah. you remember that. Uh, very, very low after that race. This kid, never met him in my life, comes up, daps me up, and he's like, hey, man, big fan, love what you guys yeah. are doing. You know what I mean? And that, in that moment, when I was just down and out after that race, meant the world to Yeah, me. he's just so, the most positive guy. Yeah, man. Yeah, infectious energy. And I'd call him a kid because he's younger than us, but he's kicking everybody's butts. Oh, yeah. That's a grown-ass man yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. So Tuesday, wickets, and then a four-mile double in the afternoon. Wednesday was our double threshold day. So AM, we did five by two K starting at five nineteen. We worked our way down to um sorry, six it was six thirty nine and we worked down to six thirty one was our fastest one. I think we ran like six thirty two in our last one. So basically five fifteen to five eighteen, five nineteen pace off of two hundred jog in ninety seconds. So super slow. And then um came back in the afternoon on a super lumpy dirt road that was recommended. Um which we won't do anymore. 
Um, <laughs> in, uh, Ogallala. Ogallala. Ogallala Road. Drew, Antonio, and I ran Ks, uh, and I did nine. And I didn't want to do 10 just for the sake of over, like not overtraining. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we started at 319, worked down to three. Because 19K of training is not overtraining. Well, 20K of training. Well, here's the thing. I, that was my second double threshold session of the season so far. And my first one, I did only eight miles of work um, total. And now I did 11. So I just right. like didn't really want to do that extra K, yeah. you know. Um, so that was good. It was not very hard. It was just, it's more like pounding the legs, you know, which I think is going to be super productive come, you know, this whole track season. And especially for my cross country race. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Cause my legs started going at like 6k, 7k. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how you incorporate cross country training into the double threshold work, because a huge aspect of the double threshold training is you need to control all the variables so much in order to make sure you're right. not overworking. Like not having hills is like essential mm-hmm. in double threshold training. For sure, yeah. It's to make sure you don't spike and then all of a sudden have a little bit of lactic build up and then you're yeah. not doing I mean, threshold we've been We've run on the track so much that, you know, it won't be, it's not going to be an issue, I don't think, but it's really teaching me patience. Like I got so impatient during uh, US Cross last year. I was like, right. there's too many guys around me. I got to go. I was like, getting like anxious, you know, like yeah. getting anxiety, not like kind of like, burnt me out a little bit mentally by the time it was time to go. I was like, I just had exhausted myself mentally and physically. I didn't realize how tired I was already getting just cause I was so wrapped up in it. Um, so I think it's really going to teach me a lot of patience going into this year. Nice. Um, so that's Wednesday, Thursday, I did an easy seven again. And I did that at like 2 PM lazy. Man. Yeah. That was a lazy man run. I, you know why? Cause I had Dill training in the morning. I had to take him to uh, sit mean sit and Frederick shout out, um, for training. We yeah. it was Turkey Thanksgiving, uh, training so they left plates of food on the ground and on tables and we basically had to walk around this sounds like the opposite of training yeah we had to, this sounds like this sounds like you're giving your dog sounds like breakfast <laughs> yeah dill did dill was the sounds only, like you're teaching your dog how to beg at thanksgiving that was the only <laughs> dog to actually take a bite of food <laughs> you like all the dogs are like no 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 fuck this shit we get way better they, stuff at home they like told us to like put the dog on the bench of the table and they put the plates down on the bench and yeah. dill jumped up immediately beeline to turkey just took, took a huge chobble <laughs> i love the videos of dogs when they like eat all the food you know what yeah. I mean? like if there's multiple dogs and the one dog just eats yeah everyone's food that's still <laughs> yeah. yeah figs even worse um so it was thursday friday was again nine and four with wickets same thing as the same thing as tuesday that's part of my routine day before workouts is always going to be some kind of like nine and four ten and five variation uh saturday was hills we did two sets of eight by 200 meter hills starting out at 35 low and we closed in 30. Antonio must have closed in a 24 for his last hill. Absolutely destroyed Something us. Something like that. So I'm really excited for him for if BU. You, if you want to see that video, go to our yeah, Instagram and Instagram. see a video of him doing this. Maybe share it. It was a we, box. It was, I did watch, like, watch, like, watching back the video that I took was very funny because you're like keeled over on the ground and Antonio's like yeah, literally like slanky. shadow boxing above you. And I'm like, it's kind of savage by Antonio. Like, is he Muhammad Ali yeah. you right now? <laughs> like, Dude, I you know, know, like low key, like sold. I knew I wasn't going to be able to like <laughs> run hard, hard on the last couple. Yeah. So I really tried to take it out of him on the first 14. Nice. I like running consistently hard. And that just, of course, that just, again, teaching myself patience, that just, yeah, screwed me up because Antonio was the new guy. Uh, it was very cute. Uh, for him like the nerves he had before the hill repeat like he must have asked drew three times on the warm-up like so how fast are we doing these yeah. today <laughs> like just like just he's like bro 
Just they're just they're just gonna stride out. Drew and I are like, yeah. ah, like we gotta <laughs> run these dang hills. And Antonio's like, oh, I gotta run these hills. Like I can't wait. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, he obviously has a little more anxiety, like saying that he's gotta nail these for the sure race, yeah. with the race. Yeah, but you race in out. ten days. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he races, just because like he's only really done threshold, and that those two hundred hills are like the first thing he's done, even remotely at race space. So. He's gonna need him. I don't think he needs. I don't think so either. Like he's gonna be fine. It was pretty crazy to hear Hobbs Kessler talk uh, in. Croatia with us yeah where he was like going to like 800 meter races where he just did threshold training right for him, yeah and he ran great at the end of that season world so ball champ there's definitely something to that um yeah, yeah sounds like a great way to train what I'm is what was yet. your finished mileage yet. at I'm not done yet Sunday was nine Sunday. miles easy yeah. I went to Brogan had a workout and I went to said workout Brogan said I'll be there at 8 a.m so guess where I when I show up 8 a.m. Guess where Brogan is? Already warming up. So I ran nine miles by myself. Brogan's the only guy on the team that will start a workout before the <laughs> yeah. desire. Anyone else, like if that's me, I'm getting there right. at 8 o'clock, yeah, 8.20 exactly. start, maybe. That's exactly what I did. Just doing all my old man drills, you know? So 86.77 <laughs> miles on the week. Nice. Uh, yeah. Just didn't want to do that afternoon three-mile double, huh? No, don't double on the easy days. No doubling on recovery days. It's always the day before workouts and the day of workouts. Interesting. I'm doing doubles. That's part of like my routine of like keeping myself accountable. It's like yeah. never fish for mileage. Like if you want to add a mile or two here, like that has to be planned out yeah. at the beginning of the week. So yeah, um, I should hit 95-ish this week. Yeah. Can't chase the number. Whatever comes, nope. whatever falls uh, your way, falls your way. Yeah, All right. Exactly. New segment for you guys. We... That took That took a while. New segment. Stock up, stock down. Basically, we're just going to talk about anything in life, running, pop culture that we feel like pop culture. You got to buy the stock because it's rising, or you got to sell the stock because they're just not there, them, or whatever. Uh, The activity, whatever team, person uh, we'll talk about today. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's struggling a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to go over a little bit of that. We're going to start with stock down. Um, okay. First one right off the bat, no brainer. Uh, I originally just wrote down Bowerman, but I changed it to just Oregon running mm-hmm. because unfortunately with the Bowerman departures, mm-hmm. that's tough um, to deal with losing, you know, your two, I'd say, figureheads of the team For sure. with Grant and Elise, mm-hmm. your two American record holders. And then with the Oregon men's team not qualified for NCAA cross country. Um, they have so much talent on yeah. their team, you know, and having Jerry Schumacher as your distance coach, I know he just got there, but like they got to make it, mm-hmm. you know, like that's definitely something that like, I'm sure those guys are pretty bummed about that. Yeah. And then uh, with the Oregon track club guys, you know, the right. exodus there also. So it's crazy that Oregon track club and Bowerman, like there's and Bowerman's not going anywhere, but, Oregon Track Club now, like that whole, those three kind of like tiers of like teams that are the hard meat of Oregon, like are definitely struggling right now. Departures and getting their swagger back. Yeah. Like I have no doubt with like Simeon and Connor and those young Reinhardt, mm-hmm. um, those young guys, like they're going to be a powerhouse one day Yeah, and very soon, uh, but definitely a tough tough year so what you're saying is just eugene right now i guess down. eugene eugene is that specifically that's, i i had thought about that one too eugene is not the most desirable place in the world to go right now yeah from a like just from an outside perspective oh like for sure like i mean i've had firsthand accounts from multiple of my 
good friends on Bowerman um, that are even still on Bowerman that like say like, yeah, or people that have left Bowerman also that Eugene was the thing, a big part where they were not excited you yeah. know, to like leave Portland and have that not no longer be a part of their training routine, like being at Nike headquarters. Yeah. Like that was not For something sure. they wanted. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest driving force behind these. It's just going to require just like a full rebuild almost. Like you just get the right people in place where it's like, that's all they know. Like Duncan, Hamilton and Charles Hicks, that's going to be all they know. know, I'm just like, this is where we train. This is what we do. This is our routine. There's not going to be a lot of switch ups from there. So you just need guys like that to lead the chart. And with Nike's backing, like Bowerman's going to bounce back. Like they're going to sign more girls. Like, you know, just right this second, you know, losing that definitely hurts. For sure. Yeah. That's a good one. All right, I have a lighthearted one to start us off. Um, stock down the half tights and half calf socks look for cross country racing. The half tights and half tights. What? Half tights and half calf socks. Half, half socks. Gotcha. That is down. Why? Because Graham Blinks won in split shorts and nice. no show socks. Nice. I did a little bit of research. Nice. Top four NCAs this year all wearing split shorts. Really? Drew Bosley. Well, was, shit. Kai Robinson was wearing. Kai half Robinson tights. was not wearing half tights, was he? No. I thought Kai Robinson away. was a mainstay. I, I thought Kai, Kai Robinson was like a always wear split shorts kind of guy. Charles Hicks for sure. I think you're right. I think you're right. Somebody's going to have to fact check us on that because I didn't even like, I saw Kai Robinson. I was like, he for sure wears shorts. Yeah. And I went down the line, you know? <laughs> no, you're, I think you're right. Okay. So, but. Did uh, Bosley not wear half tights? Bosley, Bosley got fifth, but he wore, he wore um, half tights. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Half tights and okay, half calves. Good. Last year. Bosley holding it down for the half tight yeah, gang. But last year, the top three out of the five were half tights and half calf socks. This year, top four out of five wore wow. shorts. So split shorts are back. Half. Half tights are down. Yeah. Antonio really wants a pair of split shorts for BU. So do I. I would love a pair of split yeah, shorts to go along gotta, with our kit. Yeah. We got to figure that out. I just shout out St. Well, Mars racing, racing <laughs> split shorts. So yeah. You won't catch me. White slipping. split shorts just scare me a little bit. No. They're great. All right. I did, I did that NC State. Uh, so you got to have some swagger. All right. If you say so. <laughs> All right. Go. Um, I put Flagstaff down uh, just because it snowed today and okay. Boulder, it hasn't, it's going to snow Friday in Boulder and Maybe. Flagstaff got snow first. So stock down Flagstaff. Stock down Flagstaff. <laughs> I like that. You're up. I was checking the weather um, to see if it was actually going to snow. Um, this is another fun one. Stock down, Eurocross. Boring. No. Jakob out. Boring. Stop. Sorry. Stop. Not Stop. mad about it. Don't feel bad at all. It's boring. Jakob's not there. Bad. See ya. Stock down. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, it is stock down with Jakob not there, but um, if Jimmy Gresset also is not running, yeah, that would that would be tough. It would. The it Jimmy Gresset cross sellies are iconic. It would be super unfortunate if people saw that and said, "Oh, I don't want to race anymore." Like I, hope I think it'll it, do the exact opposite. I hope. I it think ignites. any European all of a sudden is going to be like, "Wait a second, I, I can medal. Yeah, I can win." You know, because it, that door is now open, which well, is a huge. Who do you think is going to win now? I did see Moketeer uh, racing cross. Yeah, did it was sick big in Italy. Races, yeah. yeah, in Italy. So um, hard to count him out, but I will go with the hometown favorite because it's in Brussels this year, Isaac Camelli. Uh, oh, yeah. I think he's just at his prime of his career right now. He's a 10K runner. Mm-hmm. He's tough as nails. Home course. He's run it. Same mud. Yeah. That they ran at Nationals. I'm pretty sure it was the same course. Mm-hmm. So I just think. Having that hometown advantage yeah. is just such a huge advantage. I want to see Emil Kares win. Yeah, I, I think hope he'll be sick. I, I hope he run. does it too. He ran amazing. Uh, 
the this past year uh, in Torin. So that was a joking one. That was a fun one. That was a good one. Um, I put USATF road races down just because I think it's. I saw it, this was like a Twitter thing recently where I thought it was ridiculous how USATF and I've always thought it's like crazy how they basically just whatever K. They just add it yeah. 5K, 10K, 8K, 15K, 15K, 25K. 20K, 25K. It's, yeah. it's it's ridiculous. They have it all. And it's like, imagine how cool it would be to have this just like triple crown, you know, 5K, 10K, half marathon, mm-hmm. you know, and they're really big and they're really important. Right. You yeah. know, and they're in these key parts of the year where you know you're going to get everyone. Right. Where you're going to get freaking Woody versus Grant Fisher running the 5K, mm-hmm. you know. And you're even going to get those guys doing the 10K too, you right. know? It's like the 10K USATF championships don't even have sometimes like like Klecker. Like don't have how is Klecker yeah. not rolling up to USATF 10K like road mm-hmm. championships? That should be more important and For there sure. should be way more money in it. And instead they spread out their money across all these events. And it's just ridiculous. And so I don't stop, think it's I'm going to say USA down. I don't think it's USATF's money. I think they do that because the individual races, it's the individual races, prize purses, mm-hmm. and then they just add a little bit on top of that. Gotcha. So I totally agree. Like, let's make it just like four races, but they have to beef up that prize. It money. just dilutes. This is how people like make money on the roads. For too, sure. Which is like sure. the hardest part. Yeah, absolutely. No, the sport is hard enough to make money, but I just think that how cool would it be to have like a USA 5k championships and have the best guys in it? Yeah. You know, that's basically my, at a opportune time of the year, not in November, sure. early November, yeah, exactly. even though during the marathon. And the only way you get them to show up is you got to give it meaning, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to give them money. Yeah, for sure. And if they had those two things, I don't know if those races take away from it, but I know they don't do that in other countries. Yeah, that's for sure. But yeah. That's a, that's a solid one. All right. I only have one more. So after this, we're going to have to go to stock up. Yep. Um, here's my stock down. Worrying about whether the winner of NCA cross is American or not. That's I an interesting one. think that is the dumbest thing. Every time it's somebody wins, it's like, this is the, you know, when Graham Blanks won this weekend, it was like, yeah. this is the third American in the past 20 years yeah. to win it or American born runner to win NCA cross. It's like, yeah. what kind of like. <laughs> bullshit is that like yeah i i it's funny i made a joke with you yeah. during the race it was yeah. grand blanks and kai robinson running and then the right. two okay state guys right behind them yeah and i made a joke it was like some dude who ran in the ncas in like 1950s is just yeah. like you know salivating like, wow two hard-working americans getting after it on the yeah. cross-country course you yeah. know harvard and the stanford kid good <laughs> kids you know even though kai like, robinson is australian but sure <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. Two hard two hard working a Stanford kid and a Hartford kid. Cut. Cut. Yes, I know what you mean, but it's ridiculous because anybody that knows any true NCAA history is it has always been an international league. It's right. not an American league, you know? Yeah. And like un- unfortunately it maybe just the all American title is just wrong. Like it should be like NCAA. No, I, I don't even know how to call it. Like all American is across all collegiate sports. You know, they just used to give all American to only the top Americans, yeah. right? Like I don't know how long ago. Really? They used to because UTEP, like the greatest NCAA cross team ever. Um, like they basically swept NCAA. Yeah. And they with just like straight Kenyans, you right. know, On that historic team, and 
it's always been like yeah like that nothing's changed you know like maybe people notice it more just because there's more social media and right and like you know attention for it in that regard but other than that like yeah i'm with you i mean leave it just leave it to the let's run guys to bring that up every single year it's so annoying i hate it it's just like dude get over it yeah like yeah tough stock down boring all right now the fun stuff stock up this one goes along with my oregon running one Mm -hmm. is blacksburg running is up blacksburg running blacksburg running is up shout out shout (laughs) our uh producer here max is a vt alum so that is not the reason i said that the reason is because of cole hawker and cooper being in blacksburg virginia now Mm -hmm. new running mecca if you will yeah uh ben thomas is back right the old oregon coach it's an exciting time it's good for blacksburg running a hokey yeah and to see cole and cooper back warms my icy heart yeah it melts my icy heart those guys were on freaking touchable they were fun when they were at oregon together and i'm looking forward to see them have the swagger back together in blacksburg maybe they're just gonna hate each other no <laughs> never that's a good one i like that one um this stock up is way more fun stock up is fun and i don't know why it's more fun yeah it's more fun um maybe my i don't know maybe i'm just not as excited because mine aren't as good yeah as my i feel i feel like my stock downs were very creative yes no, my good. stock ups they're aren't good. very creative they're good i'm gonna say stock up this is along the same wavelength i have two that are along the same wavelength that you just said just put them together then all right the first one is boulder and the boulder versus flag no snow the boulder versus flag <laughs> debate with elise cranny joining team boss now i think boulder has the clear advantage in terms really? of what's better boulder or flagstaff yeah that pack of Flagstaff Under Armour men, yeah, are pissed. Don't right get now. don't get me wrong; they're all <laughs> fantastic runners. Like it's like we, I think we just like have barely like. Yeah, I mean Under Armour. Under Armour, we can just put Under Armour stock up. Sure. Yeah. Like Dark Sky team, you know, they get everybody. They, 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 the they keep recruiting, you know. Yeah, they get everyone. Is that Kurgot? Maybe is that sustainable long term though? From a business perspective. I mean, I mean, they, I mean, like every team, you know, like we've experienced this past year, what Bowerman experienced, you know, like you're going to have turnover Mm -hmm. regardless. So I think the hardest part of that is like with team culture and like maintaining a strong like unit, I think it's hard when you're Mm -hmm. constantly bringing new people and you don't have people that are staying for a long time or just people that are jumping from another team, you know, that are joining. So I think that's the unsustainable part. I think it's just think, like long-standing team culture that people can easily digest and understand. I think they're flag, for, but flag is becoming the E10 in the United States where E10 has like, you know, 200 guys running around the track at the same time. And it's yeah. just like, you just show up to the yeah. NAU track and you just hop in the workout that everybody else is doing. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool, but you have to understand that that won't be like a team culture. And I think a lot of those guys, they probably do have really good relationships with other guys on that dark sky team. But I feel like at, if there is going to be more, more and more turnover as you go, cause the more guys you add, the more you're going to lose. Yeah. Eventually, you know, um, that's just a lot of big numbers. If you understand what that is. Um, I was an economics major in college, so I kind of understand what that is. Nice, um, I don't know if I even Flex. said, I don't know if I even said the law, right. But, um, yeah, it's just like, that's going to be a like really good, like training scenario where you're always going to have somebody around your level that's running really well. However, I do think from a, like, Head-to-head perspective, I think Boulder has the slight edge right now. Yeah, I mean, Com- yeah. OAC. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, hard to beat. Tim hard to beat that. Ever heard of them? <laughs> the only thing that's hurting us right now is that like NEU is very like dominant over CU. And yes, back in 20, you know, 20s, what? We got Adam State, bro. They, did they win D2? That's not Boulder. They did not uh, win D2. Oh, you said Boulder versus Flag. I said Boulder okay. being Flag, not Colorado. Yeah, I guess oh. Arizona versus Colorado would be too wide range. Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah, good yeah. one. Stock up, Boulder. Um, and along that same wavelength, Boston, stock up. Boston as a training hub is a stock up. Um, just with Graham winning NCAs. Like, that is a reasonable place to train now. And I think with the New Balance group, like, finally, I think they're finally, like, showing themselves as like a team maybe it's just a social media thing but i used yeah. to never really think of themselves as a team they're yeah. giving me like a bit of a dark sky energy um they're and then who else put uh who else trains there i'm blanking molly seidel trains there right used to she trains in flag now like she goes maybe flag is flag is other flag is other. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think uh, I think the dark sky has great energy. Like they had the big friends giving and everything yeah. recently. Okay. Like, I'm sure that was dark sky. I thought so. Atlanta track club had it too, so I'm not sure if you're seeing. Okay. Atlanta stock up. Atlanta track club stock up. <laughs> uh, Luciano Fiore, shout out Gucci. Yeah, exactly. Uh okay. I said my next stock up is Ekaden Prep. Ekaden. Stock up. Ekaden stock could can't get much higher, so it's mm -hmm. hard to buy Ekaden stock with like how much the viewership is like. They have more viewers than like the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like in Japan. Like it's it is massive. insane. We really need a new light system here um, for our YouTube watchers. Uh, lights keep cutting out. <laughs> um, but uh, their Sweat Elite, I think, has like made this new like account okay. that have, has been following strictly that they've gone to Japan and they've been like filming the universities. That's sick. And it's been so cool to see. Those guys are working so, so incredibly hard. Yeah. Like, it is very cool to see. They have so, so many 210 marathoners in Japan. And like, you watch these videos and you'll understand why. Like, even the Instagram clips, it's yeah. like, they have these packs. Like, you think seeing a Flagstaff video of, like, a train on a right. track is crazy? Like, see some video where they have, like, 50. The infinity circle around infinity the track. Infinity yeah. circle. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Japan. Perfect runners. harmony. <laughs> yeah. Is, you got anything else? Stock up? Uh, this one's, uh, just like pretty lighthearted, uh, Dave Smith. And I say that because OK State is back to where to like, is back to the OK State that like we almost grew up with right. in the NCAA, mm -hmm. like going in the call or like going into college when I was a senior in high school, it was like, OK State is by far the best place to go. Yeah. Like you want to get good at running, go to OK State. Yeah. And now they're back. They're back to that. They dominated NCAs. It was pretty cool to see, like, in the post, in the interviews with, like, Mike Smith, where he said, um, like, it's going to take, like, 70 points to win mm -hmm. nationals. And I'm pretty sure that's, like, almost exactly what NAU ended up scoring. It was, like, right. in the 70s or low 70s. And then Oklahoma State scoring, what was it, like, 49? 49. 49. Yeah. Like, that is an insane result. Like, that is some UTEP shit where it's, like, yeah. I mean, their fifth runner was 15th. Like, yeah. you're not. No one's no one's touching that. Pretty pretty good, pretty pretty good. Okay, state. Um, my last one is that uh, the little floating running thingy, uh, where like you, you look like you're floating when you're moving. So oh, I had like yeah. that side shuffle. The 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 Jupal slide is that what it's called? Is that what it is? I'm not know. up. I'm not up with the lingo, but the but like the video I've seen like yeah. football players do it now, where they will do the slide where they're yeah. doing this like side step. Yeah. Um. 
where it looks like they're not touching the ground. They're just floating across the end zone. And then I saw the track clip of the kid with the baton. Did you see that one? Yeah. Um, in the relay, just start hitting it, hitting it. And it's I, been a, yeah. it's been a thing for a couple for a couple of years now. Yeah, but the stock is up even higher stock now. Now that it's going time. viral, I've been seeing those videos for years. But it's becoming big now because I NFL want someone on Tim Annalee to learn that and us to post it. Who's the one person that. I could learn that? Uh, definitely not. Yeah, um, due process of elimination here. I hate. I think Austin might have. The Austin best might chance. be the best. Yeah. Austin's got a nice say, little bounce, you know. I was gonna say not read. He's got good rhythm. <laughs> Definitely not read. There's there's a very quick elimination on who can't do this on the I team. I think Drew would be really bad. You've been doing a lot of jump roping, yeah. So you might have a little bit of a spring. who can dance. Antonio, Antonio might have a little Spanish, maybe kind of, you know, a little Spanish flair, <laughs> little ritmo, <laughs> as they call it. <laughs> All right, that's it for stock down, stock up. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I am so um, bent out of shape that I included Kai Robinson in that American. That's all right. That's all right. Um, Please forget me. Podcast. I know you watch podcast. Podcast would not be the same if there wasn't mess ups like this. Um, we're gonna wrap up with our last two segments quickly, um, since my producer is giving me the hurry up uh, sign. Uh, our questions are going to be. Uh, we ask you guys send us questions in. We're gonna answer them quickly. Um, first one. When is the new product dropping? From Andy. Friday and New Mountain Time. Same time and always drops. Same time as always, baby. Yeah. Winter Collection, uh, new tree design. I think it's very symbolic with where our team you, is at right now. Do you want to go over it really quick, the tree design? I can... Yeah, sure. You want to grab button. You want to grab uh, some of the product? Burb. Um, I really felt like this collection and the logo was... I feel like definitely the tree logo is something that is done quite often. Uh on product and i've kind of never wanted to do it because i feel like it's something that's a little bit overdone but i felt like this was the right time to do something a little different and we have the tree logo which is like your classic evergreen that you see here in colorado real nice and then i guess the key part of this is that we have this like axe which is actually like if you look close enough it is the axe that is one half of our logo mm -hmm. leaning up against a tree here and we did this logo like when we were first coming up with the tim and Elite logo we wanted a symbol of blue collar hard work and i think a lot of people don't understand it's not like a viking axe that's you know this back-to-back -back axe it's actually just one axe uh two axes that are back-to-back -back. Mm. and that was symbolic of us as a team holding each other up. Right. And the axe is a symbol of like consistent blue collar hard work. And I feel like that is such a translation of running is that like in order to chop down a tree, you need to hit it the right way consistently over time, time in and time again in order to get that thing down. And that is the symbolism of the logo. And it was very nostalgic for me in the video that we're going to post on Friday. Uh, is going to have a lot of those like old nostalgic clips in where it is this um, feeling of, yes, yeah, starting anew. And I think that's kind of where our team is at right now. Uh, so, yeah, totally. That's like that. I, I always basically all the collections um, when I'm coming up with the design, shout out um, my wonderful girlfriend Morgan for doing the design um and max and kevin for doing all the visuals for this collection that i wanted the pieces whether for long live tme when we did the 
you know, this skeleton, you know, where it really felt like we were dead, you know, yeah. but we're going to keep persisting. So it's that dead skeleton right. still, you know, winning and hitting through that banner. And then the cycle collection, you know, being this time period where it felt like we were just stuck in this cycle of mm-hmm. doing the same thing over right. and over again. So they're all very like symbolic of where we're at as a team. Yeah. I feel like this is this, um, that's what this is right now also. Yeah. New beginnings. Yeah. Exactly. A new tree to chop down. Yeah. And that is, um, a, actually a great segue into the next question, um, is from Ryan, any new recruits on the horizon? Yes. um yeah we obviously don't want to spill the beans just because we want to give them a proper announcement and everything but uh we do have contracts signed right now for a new male runner uh 5k runner Mm -hmm. very excited um to have him as a training partner definitely i'm very excited just because i know i'll be doing a lot of my training with sure um this spring and then two women which we are very, very excited Women's about. Women's team is back. Yes. Uh, losing Tori sucked. Yeah. Um, that was tough. We all love Tori and having her presence around a practice. So to be able to have that female presence at practice again is going to be awesome. And yeah. to assign, like, I think a huge thing with, like, Tori that was so tough was it was just her all the time. For sure. Yeah. And to now, like, we knew that this recruiting cycle, we needed if we were going to recruit another female runner onto the team, we needed to also be sure that they had someone else. Absolutely. So that's really exciting. And that news will be coming out sometime in December. So stay tuned for that. Um, and then our last question from Colin is how do you deal with the time between seasons, cross country and track? You want me to go? Yeah. You're looking at me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just like, we can't relate on a huge level because I feel like our cross country seasons are so late, um, that like, for example, I'm racing January 20th. I mean, your cross country and track seasons are basically together, Yeah, but can you think back when you were doing it? You know, I, I relate it to like, almost like being like training right now. Like I have two months until my, uh, my race, like my championship, my like first race, which is like my big championship race. Like, I think that's, what's different about college run or pro running versus like high school and college running is that you don't have to race until the championship race if you don't want to. And I think that's the approach that Joan and I are taking this year. So I've basically been already training for six weeks and I still have another eight weeks until the race. Um, and I think it goes back to what we were talking about before, where it's just like, you have to establish a routine to like almost keep you sane. You know, it's really tough to, you know, especially when you're young and you don't have a race on the horizon, it's really difficult to kind of stay motivated and, you know, see that race, like to kind of hype you up and keep you going. But I think having that routine, having that constant reminder of like, this is what's going to make you good. Like, for example, you know, a week before I started training again, I wrote down like road to Olympic qualification in my notes. And I just wrote down my entire routine. And whenever I go to the gym, whenever I'm doing any like pre or post run activations, like I'm looking at that list of things to do, like on month, you know, it's mainly now it's day before workout routine day of workout routine, um, and then recovery day routine, which is way less, but it's all under that like road to Olympic qualification thing. So that kind of keeps my head on straight. Like, so having a big goal, yeah. Having, having a big goal, super overarching. Yeah. Um, and just knowing that like every day is going to be important and reach that goal. Cause next, you know, like before you know it, 
that race is going to be three weeks away and you don't want to be going, oh shit, I haven't really been doing the things that I needed to do to get to this point, you know? So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think that the goal thing is the biggest thing for sure is like, if you know why you are training, it is so much easier to train hard. Right. And going into the next season, you need to write down your goals. You need to establish them so you know why you are going out for your run on Christmas day mm. or, you know, why you're going to cross train or why you're going to like work on your adductors or calves or whatever your weakness is, mm -hmm. is to reaffirm why you're doing this and is the most important thing. And if you had a bad cross country season or you had a bad last season, take the time to reflect on it. What went wrong? Was it your mental game that wasn't right? How do you fix that? And I think really reflecting on it and then from that reflection, create goals to figure out why you are going to achieve those goals is going to be such a thing that's going to take sure. you such a long way. Yeah. In your training in between those two seasons is all of a sudden, if you have that purpose and that why, it's going to make it all so much easier. For sure. Yeah. And it's easy just to glaze over that and just go into the next season and say, okay, I have these races. I want to do these times, but go one step further and think about, you know, some tangible and intangible goals also. Yeah. I also think just like, you know, a lot of people just ran NXR recently. A lot of high schoolers just ran NXR. A lot of college runners are done, except for the guys that are going to come straight back to run BU. Shout out Santa Clara Broncos. We are in the BU game now, Whoa. indoor 5k. Um, I think, you know, the, the younger you are, the more time you need to take off after the season to like reflect so. and truly recover. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when you're so, when you're so young and like you can bounce back quickly after pretty much anything, you know, yeah. I think it's just like important to like give yourself that time just to like relax and maybe focus on yeah. something else outside of running versus like us. It's like, we can almost like kind of get right back into it if we really wanted to. Cause I think maybe we're a little bit smarter about our training and we do like strive for that consistency year round. Um, versus like a, a young high schooler really only needs to be like hitting it hard for yeah. like a couple of weeks, maybe four to six weeks to like be ready for that big race. You know, um, you know, obviously there's gotta be some training going into that. You can't just sit around for three months and expect to like train for a month and then be good to go. But I think it is important, especially from a mental perspective, just like really take your time in terms of getting back into it. Like you don't need to be hitting it really hard right away. Um, yeah. you know, when you have your first race in March or April. Right. So yeah. I think that's super important yeah. to allow that time. For sure. Um, and last question is what's it like having teammates leave? Uh, this is definitely one that hits very close to home. And that's why it's a great question is because we did lose, you know, uh, five, five runners, which, uh, for a team of 12, um, or give or take, uh, okay. That's really, that's really tough. And it's definitely something where being here at Tim and Elite is something where like you really want to be here mm -hmm. because there's not a ton of money that comes with it, you right. know? And like whether it was guys that were on no money or guys that were on a little bit of money, um, it's, it's tough because there is such a close relationship with those people that are built. Like a lot of these guys that left, like we're here for years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like a one year experiment, like buffer type of thing. And then you transfer, you yeah. know, um, they were here for a really long time. Like, you know, like goose, um, was here pretty much at the inception yeah. of Tim and elite. And like that one hurt really bad, you know, just because, uh, 
he was here for that long, you know, and then, you know, Brian is this steadfast presence that you always have, you know, and like Aaron, you wanted to see him have that breakout with us, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Which like, I still hope he has with Roots, you know, now and with Brian, you know, he was such a steadfast, consistent, probably our most consistent runner, you know, on the team and to lose that presence is hard. And then Tori, of course, like, uh, having her, female presence at practice is mm-hmm. such a big deal. Right. Like it is really is such a big deal. And then, uh, and then just Jermaine's infectious, just personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't a practice that went by that didn't make everyone laugh or shake their head sure. yeah. um, for better or worse. And like, that is all, those are all personalities and things that you like you miss and it hurts. So there's no sugarcoating it for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, definitely like personally it is, it was really hard to go through that, but I think from a team perspective and in, in terms of Tim and Elite as a whole, it just kind of reinforces kind of what I believe makes Tim and Elite great is that the people that want to be here will be here. They'll find a way to be here. And if they don't want to be here, they'll leave for whatever reason. Um, nobody left for any particularly bad reason or reason that I would, um, contest or say oh that's a bad reason to leave you know um but i think that helps keep tim and elite tim and elites like the guys that want to be here will be here and we'll train hard together and people are in different like cycles of their life where it's like yeah for sure it's not it's not the priority to be on this team anymore people have other priorities outside of running where it kind of just like takes them away from the team a little bit and so you deal with those as you go and you know like i said personally as you explain like with everybody it's really tough you know because everybody has those attributes and you know for example like i lived with goose for basically four years like that's mm-hmm. tough to see him leave um yeah and now he's all the way in, in thornton so i don't see him every day like i used to that's yeah. really hard you know um yeah and then i think like a hard like i think the hardest thing for like me personally is like with like brian and aaron like going over to like what feels like our neighbor mm-hmm. you know what i mean where it's like you're going over and living at your neighbor's house all of a sudden i right. still see him you know yeah. what I mean? and like that it, that is tough you know it's tough for them and it's tough for us you know where it's like we're all like like there's no malicious like oh i hope they suck mm-hmm. now you know what i mean uh it's just tough when we'll still see him at for sure Nihawat track and stuff like that and there's definitely that you know tension that comes with you know, leaving anything, yeah. you know, there's like that air of awkwardness and, you know, like there's this familiarity there that's so deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden it's just different than what it was before. Yeah. You need to like readjust. It almost you know? feels like a breakup almost. Yeah. You know? It's sure. just like, yeah. you just don't feel like you can almost like you should, you, you can act the same, but yeah. it's just like, you know, that it's a different space now. And mm-hmm. so it's like, there's that almost like hesitant, like hesitancy to like act in that same capacity that you used to as teammates, you know? Um, and I love seeing everybody. Like I love, Mm -hmm. like I, we saw Tori the other day. It was so great to see her, you know? Um, I've been working with Brian on a project. Um, so it's really good to see him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's just not quite the same as before, you know, just because like me and Brian and I, especially we're just super close as teammates and as Mm -hmm. steeple chase partners, you know? So um, and we talked to each other just about anything and everything when it came to our, sure. our life and our goals and stuff. So that's, that's yeah. like really difficult, but yeah. you know, at the same time, like I said, people want to be here, we'll be here. And if they don't, they have to go find something that's going to work for them. And that keeps us running well. And that's going to keep them running well, hopefully. For sure. And then like the, the silver lining here for us is like, yes, it was very hard to lose all of them, but it did force the team to like 
reestablish like why we all are here totally and it like reestablish like hey like we can't let the team culture like slip anymore mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like it did like get bad at times mm-hmm. where like and that was the reason people left also you know was right. because like there wasn't this like feeling of joy mm-hmm. for some of them to like be at practice anymore that and i know other people like i i think we all felt that at one point you know where that needed to change and we needed to address it head on um and it's tough and adversity like through adversity comes growth and i think that this adversity has brought the team closer together uh, for sure like we've definitely been buzzing at practice about um just the excitement people have again mm-hmm. you know what i mean like no one's dragging their feet coming to practice right. anymore and there's definitely this like um excitement that people want to be there and you know it's definitely palpable that you can feel it for sure you know and that's and that and that's been a really great silver lining with all this like obviously didn't want to lose any of those guys but um with that has come this togetherness that we now feel i think i think we all feel it and it's also very exciting that we are bringing in potentially you know for sure three maybe even up to five Mm -hmm. new people like we're still you know waiting on two people to make their final decisions um like two people that are great all American prospects out of college. So that's also exciting in the pipeline. So we're just going to see how that all plays out. But yeah, it's definitely a new era of Tim sure. I think, coming. And it's really exciting to bring in these new people because it will usher in, I think, a new era for... I think so. And I think past us, the eight that we have almost feel like a core again. Like we, you guys had your, like your core four before mm-hmm. you brought on new people. Mm-hmm. Like you guys were stable, like got along great like basically brothers before you decided to add more people and i feel like that's almost like what we needed and it timed out perfectly where we were already recruiting people where it's like okay the eight of us are like really strong together again and now there's no like cracks that you know when we do add people that are going to show of like they can matriculate yeah easier right totally so i'm really excited about new recruits i'm excited about the people that we have currently um yeah the future of the team so colin thanks for the question thanks for making this talk about the stuff we maybe don't want to talk about, but I think it's important. And that's always been a mission of the team is, you know, to be vulnerable and showcase as much as we can and talk candidly on it. So, uh, we'll finish on a lighter note. <laughs> um, so there's this thing that we do in our team group chat quite a lot where we'll say TME as where it is like Tim and elite as candy or TME as cars. And there's just, TME as Pokemon, you know, there's been so many now that have gone through the group chat. It's basically like a funny way to try to associate someone's personality or their physical characteristics, whatever they may be, um, with whatever that category is. So today we are going to do TME as Thanksgiving dishes. So we're going to associate a Thanksgiving dish with a team member and we both, Joey and I both made our list, so we're going to compare the two and see which ones we have as the same ones. You start us off. All right. I had Connor Winner as stuffing. Why? I don't know. That was just my first visceral response to saying that he is, like, I guess if I want to get, like, very metaphorical, like, Connor does all the behind-the-scenes stuff mm-hmm. for the team, and he does our finances, yeah. and he fills in every fills in the gaps fills in all the gaps can we, we need. can we do the format where you say the dish and then you say who it is 
So for example, you stuffing. say stuffing gotcha. Connor. Gotcha. And then I can say stuffing mine. Yeah. Does that make sense? All right. Yeah. All right. Serious. My stuffing is Drew. And the way, the reason why I say that is everybody has turkey, you know, like there's like, as a runner, everybody has turkey. Like everybody has goals, aspirations, like they want to run hard, et cetera, et cetera. But the stuffing almost like adds that little extra pizzazz to the, mm. it's like to the, to the dish, you know, where it's like, oh, this is actually like pretty good. Yeah. And I think from like a running perspective, the way I've seen Drew kind of grow up, he's always had that like little bit of extra stuffing when mm. it comes to running. Like he, like when he is on, you can't beat him in the last 50 meters. Like he will find something else and then something else and then something else to win a race. Mm -hmm. Like he's always had that, you know? And I, like to me, that's stuffing. Like the stuffing is like a nice little like surprise of like, I did not expect that, you know? Um, you put a lot of thought into this uh, Thanksgiving dish. I literally here. did it three minutes <laughs> before we started. So Drew is my stuffing. Nice. Okay. Cranberry sauce. I put Austin. I put myself. I put Austin because cranberries are like a little tart. Yeah. And Austin has like a bit more of like a stoic, like almost like yeah. kind of like direct personality and way of communication. That's kind of why I put myself though too. But it's still good. Like yeah. it's still... I put myself because you know. like, uh, yeah, not everybody loves it. <laughs> but if you do love it, you really like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's why I put cranberry sauce. Kind of like a, that's I don't a know, one. it's a little like, a little sharper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, type of thing to throw in there. Okay. I think this one will be the same. Apple pie. Apple pie. Three, two, one. Mark. Reed. Dang it. Oh, I really thought we were going to be the same on that one. Mark is, Reed a, is so apple pie. Come on. Mark is an all-American apple he pie. He is, but boy. I see, I should have told you this beforehand. I put Joan and Mark together. Okay. And I put them as turkey. Okay. As like, they're the core, they're the coaches. Everyone's going to get a little piece of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Wine. <laughs> oh, man. Cut. <laughs> that, uh. <laughs> fuck that's a no context <laughs> right there everybody's gonna, get a little uh, <laughs> everyone's gonna get a little time that's why with I put the coaches read read is my turkey because everybody is gonna get a little bit <laughs> yeah but you also get everyone's gonna get a little apple pie afterwards yeah. i guess not i just thought reed was all american man so <laughs> that's fair yeah i put i put mark but just because apple pie is just like 1950s yep. baseball is. and is. mark is 1950s yes that's, that's good that's good i can give you the till on that one yeah. all right pumpkin pie I said you. I said me too. Yes, yeah. you got one. You are so pumpkin pie. Everyone likes it. You're gonna get. You're you're gonna get. You're gonna get a piece of that. You're gonna get. A piece Everybody's of that. gonna want a piece of the pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah, Joe, you're very agreeable. Um, like maybe there's like like if someone doesn't like you, I'm questioning them, and that's pumpkin pie right. for me. You know. Yeah. Um, me too. Is. Uh, <laughs> Pumpkin pie is great. If you don't like pumpkin pie or Joey, go fuck it. Maybe you should look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that, made, that made me feel good about myself. Yeah, I got you, you, bro. I got you, bro. Um, yeah, really hoping you say something nice for me whenever you get to me. You know I won't. You, uh, oh, <laughs> man, thing I, I better not be green beans right, or some bullshit. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, mashed potatoes. I put Brogan. Nice. That's just a good one. Iowa. I can get behind that. Just a strong, hearty meal. For sure. For sure. I put Drew for this one yeah. for similar reasons. Like just like a strong, hearty young yeah. man. You can't go wrong. Yeah. yeah. Steadfast. Always there. Right. Um, next one. Gravy. I put you. 
Nice. Yeah. I'll take gravy. I like gravy. You got the pizzazz. You got a little yeah. bit. You, yeah. Splash it. You splash it on anything. Chuck it on. Splash it on everything. Every Whole time plate. he puts gravy on. Whole plate. If, if somebody just, does just pisses something. off everyone. If somebody doesn't know <laughs> that there's gravy with the turkey yeah. and they see somebody pouring the gravy, they're like, I didn't know we had gravy. Yeah. Like, wow, that is a nice little extra touch. And you always put on that little extra touch. Yeah. Every, like everything, everything anybody else does. If you're going to do it, you're going to put a nice little extra touch to it. Thank you. So that's why you're gravy. Thank you, brother. Um, I put Brogan as gravy. Once again, this was the same thing as Connor. I didn't really have a reason other than I just felt Brogan is Brogan's gravy. Um, <laughs> gravy. All right. This one, I think we're the same too. Okay. Mac and cheese. <laughs> Three, Antonio. two, one. Antonio. Mac. Oh. Max is so mac and cheese, and you're just wrong about it. I'll tell you. <laughs> no, Max is mac and cheese. Mac and cheese through is through. like the kid's dish, and Antonio is a, is a child. Damn like, it. That is a good way to look at it. See, that's Antonio why is this is why the, it's doing this like as thing is so good. Antonio is sitting at the kid's table with an explanation for something. Yeah. It's, so, it's so much better. Why is it mac? Max. <laughs> I feel like this is kind of the pumpkin pie thing with you again, is that like everyone's kind of pumped that mac and cheese is there. Right. You're like, wow, I didn't think we needed mac and cheese, but without mac and cheese, this meal probably would have sucked. Sucks. <laughs> and that's kind of Tin Man Elite without Max. Yeah. You know, sure. like if we were just this running team and we didn't have Max here, Tin Man Elite would not be very cool. Yeah. Right. We wouldn't get any cool pictures or videos right. or any social media uh, stuff. iPhone. <laughs> iPhone uh, videos. <laughs> uh, the AI, you know, we could have done it all. <laughs> well, now we can. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, so that's why I had mac and cheese uh, okay. for Max. Uh, turkey. I guess we did turkey. You had yeah, Reed, I had Joan and Mark. Okay. Um, you got to have turkey at Thanksgiving. Yeah. You got to have Reed at practice. That is true. That is true. Except skills and drills day. Except skills and drills. You don't want to see Reed going over wickets. I don't want to see Reed going over wickets. <laughs> did you see the TikTok? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, mean, I, I love TikTok. Okay, shout out. Hey, if you watch on YouTube, TikTok right there. TikTok. I'm 28 years old and I'm making TikToks for a running team. <laughs> Whoa, admin reveal. Whoa, yo, no contact. Um, Austin, I flew that one. Yeah. All right. right. Um, I'm gonna switch it up. Sweet potato casserole. I put Antonio for this one. I put Joan. Uh, and then Go green ahead. beans. Well, explain why. No, we gotta keep. We gotta keep moving through the segment. We're way over time Joan's already. Sweet, sweet potato casserole. And that's it. Antonio's sweet. All right. Antonio's sweet got a little marshmallow on top. All right. Like, never tell a lie. That's the thing I love about Antonio is like he could not lie to anyone if he tried. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? Yeah, that's uh, true. And sweet potato casserole is one of my favorite dishes. Yeah. Got the marsh melted marshmallows mm -hmm. on top. Can't yeah. beat it. Um, green beans. Go ahead. I put Austin. I put Connor. I put green beans for Austin purely for the physical, like, thing of Austin being like very lanky mm -hmm. and straight you know what I mean straight laced Mr. And, and green bean I just see it put a picture of Austin here and a green bean there like veggie tails same thing yeah veggie tails <laughs> Austin green bean veggie tails yeah same first same thing together it's like a Rick and Morty like oh, yeah. mashup <laughs> uh I put Connor because it's like it's a, an old yeah. man old man old, yeah it's, a, old, it's like, a bit of an old man dish it's also yeah. just like a like a bit of like a crunchy like, I don't know. Connor's just like, just like a hard. <laughs> Connor is God. hard and cut. <laughs> and thanks for listening. He's just kind of like a, I don't know. It's, he just, he's just green beans to me. He's good for you. He, yes. 
Yes. I like that better. Green beans I are good for you. Redo. I said is, Connor. This is why we have you here, Max, is because we need some. We need I that. said Connor because he's good for you. Nice. That's a great line. Everybody gets a slice. You need you need Connor in your life. You need to have some greens at Thanksgiving because if you're just getting too much gravy and cholesterol in there, like you're not going to be feeling good. Right. And you need the balance it's of, also of the, the green beans in there. It's also the only thing on this list that Connor could probably eat. <laughs> <laughs> Boom roasted. Boom roasted. Boom roasted. Connor, your gut sucks. <laughs> Boom roasted. <laughs> um, I mean, the one thing I forgot is with my Thanksgiving meal, I always have triple magnesium pillar. Uh, shout out our sponsor for this podcast. Um, pillar Performance is my go-to supplement for recovery, for sleep, for everything you need. They're doing a Black Friday sale, two for one micros. Get your immunity supplement, your magnesium supplement, whatever you need, and you'll get one free. And they are a great brand that have been supporting me and this podcast for over a year now. And I think I see more and more professional runners using it, sponsored and non-sponsored. And the proof is in the pudding. Try it out. You will not be disappointed. Test out their Black Friday deal. Get 15% off your first order. Tin Talk. Use the promo code. We'd really appreciate the support. Um, and keep this podcast going because we know their support definitely keeps us going and these nice microphone equipments, everything we got here. Shout out Pill Performance. They have a huge line of products from immunity, joint, pills, uh, all sorts of great stuff. So that was your best ad read and it was totally off the cuff. Yeah, I just, I, I, I knew I had to do it at the end and I thought that just doing a little seamless transition there, people thought I was going to keep talking about Thanksgiving then bang, add yeah. in their face. Right, yeah. It's a staple for Thanksgiving. I would probably, I would probably talk about Pillar even if they weren't giving me ad reads. That's yeah. how much I like Pillar. Well, the one thing I'm wondering is that they sponsored the podcast. Yeah, I don't have any Pillar <laughs> products I to, did, to show for They it, yeah. did ship it. So they're an Australian-based company. You can get it at thefeed.com in the U.S., but they did just send me a huge parcel from Australia that I needed to sign for. Mm -hmm. And now I need to go pick up at like a loading zone. Yeah. So that's yeah. where it is. But we're also going to do a pillar giveaway. If you are still listening to this podcast, you have exclusive rights to a giveaway. <laughs> giveaway. <laughs> if anyone gets that reference, uh, YouTube niche audience, uh, We'll get that. But um, yeah, we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to do a pillar giveaway. Uh, all you have to do is reshare a Tin Talk post or Tim Manley post talking about the podcast. Um, shout us out, link, whatever it is. You'll be entered to win and we're going to send you some pillar and you're going to start running faster, sleeping better, recovery, feeling good, staying healthy. Everything you need in the sport of running, you can get through pillar. So check them out. Support the pod. Thank you guys so much for listening. I need some magnesium. I'm going to say it before the pod's over. You do need some. Yeah. Every, everyone needs some. I think magnesium is no, the I need supplement. Some. I need some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Great for sleep. Well, if you repost one of these <laughs> one of these things, you might get a chance. To win. To win. Giveaway. That would make it really easy for me because then I wouldn't have to ship anything out. I don't do this for fun. <laughs> I do this. I got you. I got right. you. I got you. I will, I, will, I will do that. All right. If you're still listening, you're a real one. I Thank would you. really appreciate if you followed on Spotify, subscribed on YouTube. It really helps us with all the metrics all and analytics here. 
Um, yeah, follow on Instagram, TinTalkPod. Thank you guys so much. This is our new platform. We're going to condense this in like 20 minutes somehow before guests come on the pod. Like we're going to be talking about training so fast, your head's going to explode. So I hope you like this expanded version of what is to come in your weekly every Wednesday Tin Talk Pod episodes. Thank you guys so much and tune in next time. Side shuffle video. <laughs>